0: I'm like at work and I'm like, I'll just go to the washroom and then I'm at the urinal and I like undo my pants and take and pull down my underwear and there's like a rhinestone on my penis. (laughs) And I'm like, really? (laughs) The only
1: thing that I dream of is for you to be dreaming of me.
0: And the only thing that I long for. Excessively. Doesn't everybody
1: want to be a Sometimes all looking for even I know? So much more to
2: You're listening to The One, and I'm Robin Wilson. The One is a podcast that showcases everyday people and the love stories that make them unique. I want you to imagine a romantic comedy created by aliens specifically for their viewing pleasure. Does it look a lot like a burlesque dancer and an improviser going on nap dates and getting swarmed by mosquitoes while watching meteor showers? Whether it's constructed by aliens or not, that is the romantic reality of Julian and Sarah, who are my guests this week. So grab some glitter and settle in for this episode of The One. So Sarah, we'll start with you. Tell me three things that you love about Julian. Three things that I
1: love um, I mean the list is very long. I love that Julian can like I can take him anywhere and I know that he can make friends and chat like he's comfortable in social situations. I love that he's funny and uh, I, I love that we have fun together. We
0: laugh a lot. Julian um, three things I love about myself. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, Sarah is uh, sure of herself. I love that about her. She's very confident. Uh, she also had, doesn't hold back in terms of ideas. She was always doing something new and trying new things, and that's really exciting. Um, and I'm very beautiful. Yes, that was yeah, Was you took the words right out <laughs> of my mouth? It's mostly her, her humility that does it for me. Um, I'm known.
1: I'm known for that. So, Sarah, how did you two meet? We um, we kind of argue about this because Julian hates that I don't quite remember this conversation we had over the phone, but my most distinct memory of meeting Julian was uh, at the late night cabaret, so Julian hosts um, rapid fire theater shows and they put on a late night cabaret at the club at the citadel and i was doing a burlesque performance at the late night cabaret i've never ever had anyone on stage while i was performing before and i didn't realize and they were like oh yeah no, no no we sit on these armchairs on the stage while you perform (laughs) and so julian was literally i don't know like one foot from my foot yeah on stage uh and that was the first time that i remember meeting julian
0: and then you called me after the first one and you was like i would love to do this show and, and i remember having this conversation with this woman i had never really met and just being like it was a i would say 30 to 45 minute conversation about i don't know art in edmonton <laughs> and all these things and i thought Which for I sure she has no memory <laughs> of but i never just been like, oh, wow, who's this? And, of course, you know, looked her up on Facebook and was like, oh, she'll be great. And so, yeah, she did the burlesque uh, performance at Late Night Cabaret. And then, like, the next day or two days later, we were at the Advertising Club of oh, Edmonton, yeah. like, annual general meeting. And we were both up for a board position. And so... For her, it was this weird crossover for the first time between burlesque and, like, her professional career as a graphic designer in the advertising agency sort of advertising world. And so I guess I was kind of the first to bridge that gap.
1: I think it was literally the next night I show up at this very professional board of governors situation for the... um
2: Advertising advertising
1: Club of Edmonton, and there's Julian.
2: (laughs) And did it throw you off?
1: Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, you. Oh, no. This is weird. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And then we both ended up being on the board for two years.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so your first interaction was seeing Sarah... Burlesque dancing. Yes. So, what was your first impression of
0: her? Well, confidence for sure. Um, and I mean, over the just on, on the conversation we had, she just seemed really fun and really nice. I was seeing someone at the time, so it, it wasn't ever going to be a thing. But, or I shouldn't say it wasn't going to be a thing at the time. But I remember just being really impressed, and, and she was beautiful. So.
2: You mentioned that you are you were still seeing someone when you met. Mm-hmm. So how long did you guys just sort of interact before you started dating? We were dating? both
1: seeing other people when we met. Um, Probably about a year. Yeah, yeah, at
0: least. Probably a year. I I think we really got along well. And of course, I was still sort of, you know, I was smitten for sure in in a certain way. Um, And then, you know, I actually, my initial reaction was that I wasn't, and this is maybe going to sound weird now, but was that I wasn't good enough for Sarah, that she would be dating guys who were doctors and architects and lawyers and all those types of things. And because I think typically when I ever. She thinks
1: that I want to date boring men. That's
0: what I'm hearing. (laughs) Burn to architects, <laughs> lawyers, and doctors. Um, but that's that was, that's what I thought, and so uh, I didn't really give it a really second second thought. I thought, oh, well, she's I'm not her, in her league, I guess necessarily. But
1: and then you realize I know nothing about sports. I'd have no idea what a league even was. And
0: that's true. Yes, yeah. yeah. And so anyway, we ended up uh, taking a trip out to a friend's cabin, and it was about an hour and a half long drive, and we got along swimmingly on the drive out. So.
1: Yeah, the drive was the best part, for sure.
0: Yeah.
2: And so was that drive sort of what moved you into dating territory?
1: Yeah, so I think it was the first time we hung out one-on-one since we'd been, both been single. We
0: we went to the cabin. And, and it was a
1: two-hour drive or something. Yeah,
0: it was long, but we went to the cabin, it was a great, like, we just got along really well, listened to music, and just chatted for the whole time, and we got to the cabin, and I was, one thing I know about Sarah, or I knew about Sarah, was, you know, she's, feminist by nature and, you know, respect is a big thing. And so I was very nervous about sort of making a move uh, just because I didn't want it to be, I didn't want to, I just didn't want to come across as like that obvious like guy who's just like after her for.
1: Which was really funny because I, he didn't, he literally put no moves on me, so I was convinced. I remember talking to girlfriends about it. I'm like, they're like, "Well, you're hanging out with Julian a lot." I'm like, "Yeah, no, I don't think he likes me. Like, he's literally done nothing. Like, he has tried zero things. Like, I think he just wants to be
0: friends." So we went to this cab, We went to this cabin and we ended up on uh, an air mattress together. And I remember just being like, I just obviously wanting to like lean over and like touch her, but also being like, we haven't established those boundaries yet or 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 broken those boundaries down so I just was like you know on this weird air mattress and and it's funny we
1: were in the room with another couple this guy who had sleep apnea kept
0: waking up like (gasps) and was like oh god (laughs) so the next morning uh we I wanted to go back and and it's funny because Sarah at the time was like why didn't we stay an extra day like I thought and I I honestly just wanted to get back in the car for two hours and and like have her to myself and that was like we could have stayed another day but it was like there's so many people around I didn't really get a chance to like Talk to her and that drive was so much fun and we got, we connected so well that I just wanted to get back in the car and like drive back again, so.
2: And so when you finally moved into the romantic territory, mm. who made that first move?
0: The, the physical move was probably me, but the establishing context for that move was probably Sarah.
1: Our very first official date, Julian invited me to his grandma's.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In Calgary.
1: In Calgary. So I was yeah. like,
0: you know, there's only one so- bed. <laughs> Is that cool? <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the official for like first move was like. Uh, no, that was it. No.
1: Yeah, because no, no. that was. I remember the nap date. No, that was. This was before the nap date. Really? Oh yeah.
0: Uh, we we mm-hmm. she like I was at work and she's like you should come over at lunch for like a nap date and I was like that sounds <laughs> like a thing that I'm into so uh, that's when we first started...
2: So Sarah, tell me about the first kiss. It was probably, probably... similar to
0: that phone call. He probably doesn't remember it. <laughs>
1: It was probably on our nap date. Yeah. But our first almost kiss, okay, it's the first time I thought maybe we would kiss. There was um, a meteor shower, I think, and we made plans to go and drive out into, like, a middle of a country field, you know, at midnight or something to see this meteor shower. And so it sounded romantic. And we went out, and then it ended up being so, like, it was just crazy mosquitoes. We were on the roof of his Fiat trying to watch, but, like, it was impossible, like, just swarmed. Like, imagine, uh, like, a country, an Alberta country road, and we kind of drove down a ways, and you're stopped. It's the middle of a field, there's no lights around, it's just... The worst mosquitoes. It was than, like, the worst
0: idea I've ever had. <laughs> like, those mosquitoes were everywhere. In your
1: head, you're like, this is so romantic. And then we, I
2: think we survived, like, two minutes.
0: Maybe. On the and then the got car, back in the car like, and went home. No way. Yeah. This
2: is crazy. So no kiss because you were just scared to open your mouth. Pretty it's much. Horrible. Oh, it's <laughs> so yeah. gross. Yeah, yeah, it would have much. actually been terrible.
0: I definitely slow played it. There's no doubt. <laughs> but. So slow
1: that he almost lost it. Because <laughs> I was just like, nah, he's not interested. <laughs> you, I feel like.
0: <laughs> You know, you just want what you couldn't have. And that was, I think, the play that I made. Oh, that was, that so was, that the was card. a smart
2: play. Okay. Yeah, was,
0: that was okay. the card I played. And it worked. Yeah. So
2: was there any napping on the nap date?
0: Very little. Uh, very little. It was, like, it, it was like, let's have a nap. Ah, uh, we should spoon. And then we're making out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But
1: I, I think I think I napped after you left. went back
0: to work. Oh, I, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's good.
1: No, I was actually tired.
0: Yeah. Yeah, mm. from making out.
1: Yeah.
2: And so how long did you wait to have sex?
1: That's a, well, it depends how you define sex, right? So I, I kind of think that sex can be so many different things. I have a very liberal view of sex. So I would define sex as anything pertaining to sexual pleasure. Like, I wouldn't define it just as the act of intercourse. Um, so if, if I'm using my definition of it, I mean, our makeout date, Kind of counts as that,
0: a bit, I guess. Yeah,
1: yeah, but definitely.
0: I would say probably no more than a couple of weeks. I mean, considering I slow played it for the first like couple months, it probably <laughs> felt like we couldn't wait that much longer. Well, anyway, plus so. we
1: knew we'd known each other for like two years, yeah. so it's really different. Actually, Julian is one of the first people I've dated that I was friends with first. So because we had already known each other, it was a very different. I feel like our intimacy was already way farther along because I'd built up and in a sense, even better because I'd built it up in this really safe friendship.
0: We went from like, it was like zero, 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 100. Uh, pretty, <laughs> pretty quick.
2: Yeah. So. Sarah, so you mentioned you're a burlesque dancer. Yeah. Do you try out your moves on Julian? Do you think of the desired effect?
1: <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if, if, like, I think the idea of that in people's minds is more desirable than the
2: actual. That is true, I think.
1: Uh, <laughs> and I think Julian will vouch for this because it's like, oh, yeah, sexy burlesque moves uh, on my lover. This sounds awesome. But it's more like me being obsessive about choreography and being like, no, no, okay, let me try this part again. Just, okay, what do you think about this here? Like, do you think yeah. the image is coming through? Okay, one more time, just let me. And there's so much glitter hey. everywhere. Yeah, and I'm like,
0: like I would like to touch you. Please let me touch you. No, I gotta try this again. And then so then if she's starting something you have new. Just to say where
1: the audience would be, because I want I want you to give me feedback from an audience. And
0: so if, and if she starts something new, it's like I have to listen to the same song like fifteen times in a row <laughs> over and over. Very, it's a right very now, it's sexy like, process. Pink champagne then <laughs> I not it's just like over and over and over again. It's a good song. It is a good song. And it's a good it's a good piece. But it, you're right, it's not like as sexy as it might seem that someone would be doing, you know, sort of burlesque moves in the bedroom. It's like, nope, you sit here and you give me feedback on this choreography. It's still great because she's not wearing pasties. So I get, to see, I get to see the whole. It's a
1: little bit more naked. Yeah, maybe. it's a little
0: bit more, more yeah. naked for sure. Um, and definitely turns me on to watch her whether it's in, when she's practicing or whether it's on stage. It's nice to sort of see. But I think it has more to do with the confidence than anything else. The problem is glitter, It's the biggest issue because it's like after a burlesque show, it's like everywhere. And so like, you know, if I go to a show or if I'm hosting one of the shows, I'll wear my suit and then like I might wear that suit the next week to a, you know, to work and it's just like covered in (laughs) glitter or like my floor, like I might not get my damage deposit back. Because the floor glitter? is, like, covered in glitter. <laughs> Bit
1: of an exaggeration. Glitter is, like, sparkly dirt.
0: It's, it, <laughs> why
1: would you remove it?
0: She jokes, like, most people clean their floors so they, so they shine. I clean mine so they don't. Because <laughs> they're just, like, covered in glitter. But, and rhinestones and yeah. sequins. So, Julian, do you dance for Sarah?
2: <laughs> yes.
0: I mean, not, I mean, not in the same way.
2: He he dances to make me laugh.
0: Yeah, that's I danced to make her laugh, but not in the sexy way necessarily.
2: Yeah, and so what does Julian do that's sexy?
0: Ah, great question.
1: <laughs> uh, Julian, okay, let me think about this. I mean, kind of like Julian said, sexiness is a lot about confidence. So I find it really sexy seeing Julian hosting on stage, like doing improv or hosting burlesque. Just seeing him in the zone where. Um, And I can't remember where I heard this before, but this idea of, like, seeing him through other people's eyes, it helps you see them for the first time again when you are with a crowd of people and watching someone you know very intimately, but in a separate, in a different kind of space. So definitely those sorts of experiences.
0: We both, I think, like the fact that we exude confidence in those situations, so there is a really nice symmetry that way. I think for you especially, you'd have to speak to this, but, like, someone... Being okay, and even more than okay, supporting your burlesque is somewhat somewhat of a sort of new thing for you. Oh,
1: totally. Um,
0: But I love it. I love the fact that she does it. And I get, you know, the the, the adrenaline that comes from performing and the fun that comes from being around a group like that. There is a nice uh, connection that we have in that regard.
1: Yeah, I've dated people in the past who thought they would be cool with it, and then kind of weren't. So that just having that be a non-issue, and even like a turn-on or something that we well, Julian hosts burlesque shows, so it's something we do together, mm-hmm. um, has been huge because there's nothing less sexy uh, than fighting.
2: <laughs> and so you kind of alluded to it when you talked about you know practicing your moves and getting feedback from Jules and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, both being performers, when you go home, do you find that you're still on? Or do you just throw on sweatpants and watch a Netflix marathon uh, and just don't do even you worry Do I throw about... on
1: sweatpants, <laughs> <laughs> Julian? Uh,
0: yes, uh, very very quickly. But uh, she also will be rhinestoning constantly. So if we're watching Netflix or like downloading uh, Game of Thrones illegally, yeah, I said it. Then we just watch it, and she'll be like rhinestoning something.
1: Yeah. So, although in response to your question like we do perform for each other a lot at home um I think we have a very playful relationship Mm. where we do like it's almost like kids performing for each other like just silliness but it'd be very common for one of us to have music on and like doing
2: a faux serenade or like some funny (laughs) dance moves oh yeah yeah and so do you think the fact that you're both performers in some aspect strengthens your relationship
0: absolutely Absolutely. I think it's like a. I think it's probably the foundation of almost in, in a way
2: it's it's being
1: it's so great um because I am a very busy person and I really feed off of projects like that's what gets my energy going so having someone that can be part of that I think is really integral for the success of a relationship for me so having Jules be part of the burlesque world that I'm in and having us understand it really helps the relationship
0: if I was nowhere near as busy as Sarah, I think it'd be really hard as someone in a relationship to be like, Ugh. because we often don't hang out till sort of 10 o'clock at night um, mm-hmm. in, in, on weekdays. And then we'll have a couple hours to hang out and then we'll fall asleep. And, you know, that's that. But that's that's, you know, I think how it works. And it's OK by me. And it's nice to we both, are, I think, are really comfortable alone as well.
1: Having projects in common, I think, also is really great for a relationship because you have these common goals, these things
2: you can talk about uh, besides just how's your day. Yeah. And so you guys obviously have lots in common, as we've been mm-hmm. discussing. Except for sports. I was just going to say, what are some things that are your polar opposites on?
0: Well, it's funny. The sports thing is definitely one. And Sarah doesn't really understand why. Like, like I, It's mostly hockey, I think. I don't play hockey, but I understand it. What's funny is that we've even been able to combine that into things we love doing. Because we, we we did this hockey play-by-play podcast or video video cast where I do play-by-play and Sarah just does I guess commentary or as she calls it narrating um about what's going on uh and those have been really popular so it's been nice because we've been able to find a thing to bring us together even in something that we didn't really uh share in common yeah
1: yeah I think this is something too with like being more mature in relationships is I think when I was younger maybe I would pretend to like something more because a guy was dating was into it but then as you get older and more like Like you've been through a few relationships and you're just like, okay, no, like this is who I am. Um, And so having that honesty between us has actually made it really funny because I can talk about Ziddy McCormick and Julian. That's Connor McDavid. (laughs) And Julian, it makes Julian laugh. So even though we're not into it at all, I feel like it's still something that we have like bonded over because (laughs) there's different things we enjoy about it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the biggest thing we disagree on is glitter. That might be the only...
1: (laughs) It is a pretty big dividing... um,
2: Factor. Factor, yeah. Yeah. Do you see marriage in your future?
0: It's another Uh, thing that we kind of share... The patriarchy! Yeah, so you should should explain why you're...
1: (laughs) I just don't... I mean, I understand if you like a big party um, or if you want to have kids, I understand marriage a lot more because you need to tie together those families and those assets because you have these children that are going to need that. Um, but for me, especially as a feminist, I'm just like, what exactly, what exactly is marriage going to give me? I've never had anyone answer that question for
0: me. I, I think for me, like I like to break the marriage thing because I agree with you. I, I don't see it as like a, it doesn't, it feels like a lot of money, to be totally honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, well, we could go on a big trip. Um, but I think the thing that it comes down to for me is it's like this understanding that if things get rocky, that you'll work through them. And for me, I I, we, I don't need a marriage certificate to tell me that, that if things do get tough, that we are going to try and work through them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would actually love to, and we joked, we've joked about this, the, the idea of signing like, a five-year contract with an option to renew. Um, So the contract is, like, you know, if things get, you know, if if we have big fights, it will go to counseling to try and work. Like, those types of things. Mm -hmm. And and then at the end of five years, if it's, like, you know what, nope, then nope. And hopefully it's, like, yeah, let's renew for five more years. But even that, like, it seems so formal and seems (laughs) so, like, weird. Like, But to me, like, that's the benefit of marriage, Uh, literally a contract That's like, here's the understanding and here's what we're going to, you know, abide by for the rest of our relationship. But
1: if I want to be with someone, I want to be with them every day. And if we're good, good to each other, we're going to be working through our problems anyways.
0: But the other thing is we don't necessarily want to live together as well. Really? So one of the things we want to do, and I love this idea, I think... I like to think that with no kids, no marriage, and no living together is, I think, a wave of the future. That's my hope. But I live in the same condo building. If we need to be apart, we can be apart. If we need to be together, we can be together. Um, there's also the opportunity to like Airbnb, and one of us can be in the other person's space, while so the other person's renting out their space. So there's a lot of options to that and I.
1: I also love the idea of being able to be guests in each other's spaces, so... You know when he's a guest in my place, it's and then I'm a guest in his place. I don't know. I like that kind of hosting feel.
0: And also two different bathrooms.
1: Oh jeez, like <laughs> essential.
0: Essential to love.
1: Essential to love. Yeah, two yeah. separate soundproof bathrooms. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: You gotta keep the mystery.
0: Gotta keep the mystery. She says <laughs> yeah. it's true. Yeah.
2: And so Sarah, with Julian being an uh, improviser, a long time improviser with the yeah, rapid yeah. fire. Is he impossible to argue with? Oh, I
1: I am a good arguer. I I like debating things. I'm, yeah, I have no issues with that. Um, I like interesting conversation. To me, it's one of the greatest pleasures in life. So to find someone who doesn't enjoy. I don't like arguing, but I love discussing Mm -hmm. ideas Mm. and having people have other ideas or other opinions on things is what makes the conversation interesting. So I don't want someone who's just going to yes-man me the whole time because that's incredibly boring.
0: Yeah, or wo-man you. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yes. Let's not gender it. Yes
0: (laughs) person. No, we're very good at... Like, we will discuss things. We may disagree on things. But I think one of the skills that we have as a couple is that we are able to find that common ground.
2: And so would you say that... Finding the common ground is sort of how you resolve when you do have arguments. Is that sort of what helps? I
1: don't know. I'm, I don't even know what you mean by common ground. Like, what's our common? I don't know. Just like discussion. if we have a
0: certain thing, it's always like we don't. We we rarely we rarely see like the opposing. Su- we we aren't like on polar opposite ends of things. We it's usually like very. It's a very small thing we're disagreeing about, and then we, we, I think we're really good about drilling down to get to that one small thing, Mm -hmm. as opposed to being like, well, we just don't agree on this. And it's like, well, no, we we agreed ninety nine percent. What's that one percent that we're not agreeing on? And we're able to talk about that particular Mm -hmm. thing. So I think we're good. I think we're good at that.
1: Not agree on. No, of
0: course, of course. But I'm just glad because I think I have had conversations with people where. Where we disagree, and as opposed to it getting to a smaller argument, it gets to a bigger <laughs> argument, and I yeah. think we're good at making it a smaller argument, mm-hmm. um, and then really drilling down to the one thing that we yeah. that we that we have. So,
1: Which I think it comes down to the fact that we both respect each other's opinions, so we both respect each other and each other's opinions, so even if I disagree, I know that his opinion has validity.
0: And then we're really good about apologizing, and then sort of moving on and dishing out some hugs and... Mm-hmm. Um, having makeup, makeup sex, yeah. No, I
1: don't.
0: No, like okay. It. Just, 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 yeah. just throwing it out there. Yeah.
2: <laughs> So Sarah, is it very distracting dating Edmonton's second best view? Great question. Is that why you rush, have your own apartments yeah. so that you can actually uh, get some work done? I yeah. And like I'm right across from the River Valley, so
1: I'm just that's surrounded. The question's
0: <laughs> not about the River Valley. The question is about
1: <laughs> oh, sorry, the second best. The second view right best. View. Uh, Julian likes to remind me all the time. Uh, that,
2: I'm glad I brought it up then. That, uh, he's the
1: second best view <laughs> in Edmonton. I think. I think something else we do very well is remind each other about <laughs> how great we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
0: That's true.
1: I have to say, I meet. We meet lots of. Guys, especially (laughs) who have crushes on Julian, um, as like an improviser, I'm married to one, as
0: like
1: a a quasi what do we say, a B, a B,
0: B, no, B
2: celebrity, not
0: even, I think it was C, C C less -less celebrity,
2: Celebrity. (laughs) yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, I'm okay with that.
2: And so, if you two were writing the story of your relationship, Mm -hmm. what would some of the chapter names be?
0: Uh the first Julian one Cooks would be and
2: Sarah Hort's Tupperware. That'd be like chapter yeah, five. <laughs> chapter five
0: of how many? Six,
1: I don't know. Yeah. Uh
0: maybe like the slow play would be the first chapter. <laughs> um the second chapter would be something like Two Worlds. Combined because not just our own worlds, but our your burlesque world as well as your professional world. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing a lot of the work here, so uh, I
1: don't know. Chapter
0: three would be like. Is,
1: do we have to go through? I can't. I, I started with one. I gave the Tupperware and the cooking
0: one. Um, the
1: glitter chapter, or no, that's yeah. like a continual theme. No, I feel
0: like what would happen is like uh, if anyone bought the book, they'd be like, "This is a beautiful book," and then open it up, and what we would have oh, done yes. is put glitter in every page. Yes.
2: <laughs> So, Sarah, yeah. <laughs> what was it about Julian that made it clear to you that he was the one?
1: I don't know if I believe in the one. Because um, whenever I think about that, I'm always like, well, who, who's orchestrating this? Like, if I'm an atheist and I don't believe in God, like... who's orchestrating it unless my life is in fact a secret romantic comedy which is possible I mean maybe aliens control the world and they are currently orchestrating my life into a secret romantic comedy I've never heard this before wouldn't that be amazing though if aliens somewhere in another universe were watching us as like daily TV and be like oh my god I wonder what's gonna anyways so maybe that
0: that was the weirdest our relationship has ever been (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad I could help
1: facilitate that. <laughs> Weird? It's very possible. You gotta answer the question. Alternate universes. Um, I think Julian is the most comfortable I've ever been with a boyfriend. It's so easy to be with him. But yeah, it's really comfortable and easy to be with Julian. And I've been very healthy with him. So
2: So what you're saying is Julian does not make you ill. So. Yeah, it doesn't make That's me a ill. big win. <laughs> That's a great That's my answer. main goal.
0: <laughs> I don't physically throw up when he's around. And that I think is a good thing.
2: It's a good thing. Yeah. Julian same question to you. It
0: is the ease for sure. Like it's so, I'm so simple. It's easy to be with. It's and it's just like it's just so it's just so simple. Like it shouldn't be hard. I think it, a good relationship shouldn't be hard. And, you know, I think when we first started dating it was like we talked you always talked about the fuck yes or no mm-hmm. principle. No, you, you talked about that. Did I? Yeah. It's like it's been Fuck yes, from, the, from like the get-go.
2: Thanks for listening to this episode of The One. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe in iTunes because there are many more love stories to be told. If you know of a love story that you think I should showcase on The One, send a message to lovestorypodcast at gmail.com and we can keep love in the air. I'd like to thank Jasic Chocolate Couture for spreading joy in the form of chocolates for my guest today head over to their Sherwood Park or downtown Edmonton locations and try some of their tasty concoctions for yourself. The music on the one is I Love You Oddly by Rebecca Angel. You can hear more from Rebecca on iTunes or at ReverbNation.com backslash Rebecca Angel. Until next time, here's a quote from Maya Angelou. Love is a condition so profound that it allows me to survive and better than that, to thrive with passion, compassion And style.
1: And if there's one thing you've learned by now, to love
0: you, but I.